Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. What's up, Washington football fans? Welcome to the Burgundy Network Podcast. This is the Victory Pod. That's right. Uh, we didn't know what to expect, but we are finally on the winning side. I mean, Brian, did you expect the first episode being a Victory Pod? No, uh, and I pred- my prediction was totally wrong, and I'm okay with that. I thought the Eagles would win a close one. Uh, at the beginning of this game, it looked like it was going to be a blowout the Eagles' way, which just kind of felt like more of the same thing, but... For the first time in a long, long time, I think we've seen a Washington team with some guys that are able to make some second-half adjustments, and that was huge today. But yeah, I'm just so pumped that we're talking about a victory in week one, starting the year off right. It feels good. Yeah, I mean, like we said, there's going to be some growing pains. You know, I did predict, I'm not trying to toot my own horn, I said uh, last week, a 24-17 Washington, so it's pretty close. Um, but I was saying it today. I was like, man, that's just like the homer in me. I feel like, you know, there's some growing pains. I wasn't really expecting a win, but if we did, it was just going to be that much better. Um, so if you remember last year, this time, week one, the tables were turned. We were up 17 nothing, and then it seems like we got the better end of that. I mean, just having that bitter taste in our mouth from last season, it does feel good to be on this side of us. What we're going to do is go into the game, break it down for y'all, celebrate this victory pod together. Tell y'all what we've really seen in this game. Even talk about some things that might have concerned us going forward, uh, but just the keys to this one. So first off, in the first half, I just want to say um, this team to me just looked like it was a young, rusty team that was still figuring things out. How would you have kind of assessed what how they came out and started? Yeah, for sure, and I think they are. And um, to give them credit or to to you know not to excuse it but this really was in a way their first preseason game along with their first regular season game and it was rusty and uh you know I think we're going to see that maybe even into these first couple of weeks if you don't have a preseason to really kind of ramp up and play under game conditions it can take its toll but uh they, they they made adjustments and you're right it was a little bit ugly in that first half it just seemed like there was no uh, there was no, nothing gelling, nothing going. There was no momentum going. It felt like there were a lot of three and outs, a lot of uh, missed opportunities. So uh, definitely rusty, definitely looked like a team that hadn't played football in a long time and a team that's coming together for the first time. Yeah, and you know, like you said, it was kind of like three and outs, short drives. But I will say, Antonio Gibson did get a lot of touches. What did you think of the offensive game plan just starting out the game? Yeah, if I remember correctly, I think McKissick and Gibson were out there on the first play together. So that just kind of shows what they're going to end up trying to do. Uh, I think they're going to just use these guys all over the field, which will be exciting. I think it was uh, it was good to try to get him going. That you know he had a couple of uh, bursts, a couple of things that looked really good. But at the same time, he's a rookie. Uh, I like the offensive game plan. I felt like. We talked about motion and all this stuff that Scott Turner does. I felt like we didn't see a whole, whole, whole lot of motion. I don't know about you. I just don't I don't remember there being a whole lot of crazy motion that I kind of, I guess I was expecting. Um, you know, there was a little bit, don't get me wrong, but it, it just seemed like there wasn't as much. And maybe that'll, that'll ramp up as the season gets going. Yeah. But it felt a little vanilla 
uh, and maybe that's just kind of working out the the week one kinks. But I feel like there were some good things for the offense. It was rough in the beginning, but you know they made plays when they had to. Yeah, I, I kind of expected it to kind of you know ease it not only with Haskins but just the rest of the offense being so new to the system. Like we said, not having any preseason games. That's like your your main practice before the season starts. So this kind of, to me, was like the condensed, safer version of it. And we kind of seen that with, you know, Haskins' gameplay. And if you look at his stats and everything, how he ended the game, it kind of says, you know, condensed and kind of conservative is how I'd put it, honestly. Um, but, yeah, to me, just seeing him on the field kind of starting to get somewhat of a running game going, the one concern I had in the first half was the offensive line. Um, wasn't really impressive to me. That left side looked a little weak. What did you think of the uh, O line? Yeah, and I've been. I feel like I've been saying that for a couple weeks. It still makes me nervous. Uh, I don't know that Jerron Christian is the long term answer. It felt like at least to start and for a majority of the first half that, that it, it felt like someone was in Dwayne Haskins' lap every time he tried to throw. Yeah. I mean, it just was a. It, it was tough for him to even get some of these passes off. So, um. Yeah, yeah, that that worries me. It has worried me. They got the job done, so I, it's hard to harp on that. But uh, I'd love to see Sadiq Charles eventually once he gets healthy and see what he can do because I, I I don't know that Jerron Christian's the guy. You know, uh, with um, Derek Barnett being down, you thought that maybe they'd have an easier time, and it still looked like the 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 pass rush for the Eagles was getting the best of them at times. But again, not to harp on it because they still got the job done. They were able to make some plays, but. It, it was rough, and it felt like Dwayne Haskins couldn't get into a rhythm because those yeah. guys were just sitting on in his lap uh, to start the game. Yeah, I will say the one thing that you know I think that does need to get fixed other than the O-line, I talked about it in the preview show, the one thing that really was concerning to me that could be a big problem, and it was early, was just our defense getting shredded by Ertz and uh, Goddard. Just that linebacker court, I mean, even when we did get pressures on Wentz, we tried to get to him. You know, not as much as we did in the second half of the game. But even when we were right there, he's hard to get down, but he kept getting those short little quick passes out to Goddard and Ertz and just eating us up. So do you think we should, you know, kind of take a look at the linebackers right now or kind of just ride it out how it was? Because, you know, Pierre Lewis did show some flashes with that interception that got called back um, on the flag. So maybe he can be a good coverage linebacker for us. But are you kind of concerned at all about how the game started with uh, Wentz and those tight ends? Yeah, it just felt like more of the same that we're we're always watching Zach Ertz or honestly whatever tight end it is just carve up this defense. So that was a little frustrating to see. Uh, the long touchdown to to Goddard was just uh, you know he was three steps ahead. It felt like so that is a problem. Uh, those two guys are just they're spectacular though. I think that they could you know Zach Ertz I guess is the star of the team, but I feel like Dallas Goddard could be a starting tight end for any team in the league. So it's hard to tell if it was those guys specifically or if it really is that these guys are just outmatched the entire time. Um, yeah, it'll be interesting to see as, as they move forward in these these matchups if teams realize that they can just pick them apart over the middle with the tight ends because uh, I think Goddard went eight for 101. You know, that's, that's crazy. That's a huge day. For a backup um, tight end or a tight end too, that's pretty – Right, right. And so, yeah, I don't know, man. Like, I, I hope that that's not an issue because that, that feels like it's just a lingering issue every year. And I know they're missing Thomas Davis, but if you're counting on a 37-, 38-year-old linebacker to be the, the key to your coverage for linebackers, yeah. you're in for a long year, and that's going to that's gonna be tough. So 
I hope that they show some improvement next year, but it did feel like those guys were wide open over the middle all game long. Yeah, and the the beginning of this game really had that old feel to it of not being able to convert on third downs on offense and then just giving up big plays. I mean, that one, it was like, what, third and 20-something, a 55-yard pass to Rager. So frustrating. Dude. It felt like... <laughs> Like I think I tweeted out, uh, different team, same garbage. I mean, yeah. it just feels like the first and second down was just they're, they're so clutch, and then third down they let up the gas. And they, they, they tweaked that. It got way better. But, oh, yeah. yeah, at the beginning of the game, I was getting real frustrated. I was like, are we seeing the same thing over and over? It definitely felt like it. And like I said, Ertz and Goddard both scored, and they added a field goal. They're up 17 nothing. And at this point, I was like, you know – I can't expect but so much. I can't be but so upset because, you know, they do need to make changes. It is just the very first game of the season. I mean, I saw somebody literally say they were ready for Kyle Allen, and I got off Twitter for like 30 minutes. I was like, I'm not yeah, That's, not a, little, that's a little much. Yeah, it's a little much. Uh, but then right there when I thought, you know, everything was going to go south, you know, we talked about Kendall Fuller being out and who is someone that could step up. Fabian Rowe is one of those guys coming up with a huge interception, being down 17 nothing, creating momentum. How did you uh, like Fabian Moreau's performance? Do you think you know he could be rotated in more, or are you excited to see Fuller come back? Oh, I definitely want to see uh, Fuller come back. I think that this, this secondary could, could be even better, but today they played out of their minds. Jimmy Moreland was all over. Oh, yeah. It seemed like they were just jumping the routes like nobody's business. Uh Ronald Darby should have had a, a deep pick on on one. That'd have been a nice game. on the helmet catch. Yeah, yeah, tough. and against his former team, I was I was hoping he could pull that down. Yeah. But the corners, man, I was worried about them uh, coming into this, but they stepped up and and kudos to them. I think uh, I think the I think Washington scored off of um, uh, Moreau's pick and yep. Moreland's pick, so points off turnovers were huge. Those guys made some game changing plays. The one thing I'll say. Uh, I was impressed by it. it. felt like Carson Wentz was kind of doing his usual magic. Like he was getting away from sacks early on. He was wiggling his way out of a couple. But then when he tried to look downfield, it seemed like the coverage was good enough to where the next guy could come in and finish the sack. Whereas in years past, I feel like he would get out of that first guy and the, the coverage would not be able to last and he'd be able to find him. So it felt like the guys just did a great job of staying on their guys, staying yeah. with their man. And letting that pass rush get home, so that was just really encouraging to see. Uh, so kudos to those guys. I thought Fuller, you you were totally right. I, Fuller was out. I thought he was going to try to give it a go. Just didn't seem like a, you know, you, you don't want to lose him long term for just it's week one. It, yeah. Right. Um, but yeah, those corners played really well. They did a good job and they stepped up uh, to the task. Yeah, I will say I really liked um, the blitz packages we had. I think one of mine that really stood out was when um, John Bostick actually had a wide-open blitz down the middle. I forgot who was beside him, but it was another one of the linebackers that looked like they were going to blitz, and they just kind of backed off and went back into uh, a zone coverage, and John Bostick just went wide open in the middle. So you could tell later on, it was around the later part of the second quarter, um, Del Rio was pulling up some different packages and stuff like that, and that's when the heat started coming on. Kerrigan getting his two sacks, passing the uh, record for all-time sack leader. Uh, first off, I know Kerrigan's a, a personal favorite of a lot of fans, but you know, how do you feel oh, yeah. seeing him pass that week one? It's awesome, man, and to see like where how long he's been here. He's been through some some good seasons, but a lot of awful seasons. So to see him get it um, and then get it in a big win, and hopefully, what is a a turning point for this franchise? It just was really awesome to see. 
so if there was anybody that deserved it, it's him. I uh, saw a video that he got the first game ball, and he definitely deserved it. It's oh, been yeah. so fun to watch him play. It's crazy that we're going on, what, his ninth, tenth season. It's it's insane that it's been that long. So uh, kudos to him. It, it's awesome, and I hope that he uh, gets a, well over the 100 mark here as a, a member of the Washington football team. Yeah, I mean, you saw his emotion when he got up, and it was like a, it was a fierce, you know, tackle to get that sack. Too. He had the O-line still holding him, and he just went after Wentz kind of – did like a rock bottom to him and laid it down and he just he took like three solid steps looked he's like i know what i just did and hit that hbk and walked off so i was i was really happy to see that that was something i asked adam if he thought it could happen he said he thought um it was definitely you know uh possible for him to pass that mark so i was really happy to see that how about that i said five sacks and i thought i was being a little overzealous and they eight. go for eight dude man wow so they said wow, it was saxonville and jacksonville see. so what do we know we got to come up with a good name i, I said the washington wall but i don't know i don't hate it but we can definitely we come can up with something, something. but yeah but eight sacks if you would have told me that would have thought you were crazy now i get that uh, philly's o-line was beat up but yeah. still to get eight sacks on an nfl team is something serious man and yeah. so for them to make those adjustments was just crazy. Uh, I mean, we've gone this far. We haven't even talked about Chase Young and the impact that he's had. I mean, the number two overall pick, he absolutely looked like it, man. Oh, and yeah. for him to get his first sack as well as forcing Strips. a fumble, I was like, <laughs> man, just give me give me a whole bunch of those. Yeah. Well, that second effort, like you saw he kind of had them and then he was kind of getting away. And he's pretty much laying down and just that second burst to extend his hand out and just hit the ball like he did. It's just football IQ, just not giving up on a play, just being that beast that he is. And then, like I said, he had that one at the end. I think they awarded him half the sack, but he for sure hit the hand um, as Wentz took it back. So he made his presence felt, and there was even plays where he came off the field. Kerrigan came in. So like we said, there would be some rotations. You'll see fresh legs, and I think that definitely helped us get eight. Uh, but going into halftime, like you said, we, we scored. Uh, we went It was 17-7. Peyton Barber, who I think is someone we need to talk about real quick, to me, he's that short yardage kind of uh, goal line running back. He's not going to run it, you know, 20 times a game and, you know, when it's second and 10. He's going to be your goal line guy, short yard back, and he really showed us that not only with that touchdown before halftime, uh, but on that uh, third and short or the fourth and one, he had a really good run to the outside to pick that up and then score again. What do you think about Peyton Barber, someone who we could we said that could potentially be cut a few weeks ago? Yeah, no doubt, man. He honestly, if you, if you include AP, which I know he's not on the team, if you include him, all five of those running backs, we probably talked about Peyton Barber the least. Yeah. And he comes in and has two touchdowns. Like you said, they were short touchdowns. He might be that between-the-tackles guy. But kudos to him, man, for, for coming out there and just knowing his role and being ready. Because I think they're going to go running back by committee for a while until – you know, whether Gibson establishes that role or one of these guys establishes their role. But so to stay fresh and to come out there and to to get a couple of touchdowns, that's huge, man, for a guy that we weren't even sure. We thought he might just be a camp body. He was a kind of a veteran that, you know, didn't know much about. So that was awesome to see. Uh, awesome for him to, to get those touchdowns. And I think, uh, you know, it's a it's a there's a lot to be said for having a veteran guy that's been in the league and will allow Antonio Gibson to ease his way into it. We don't need to expect a whole lot from Antonio Gibson if Peyton Barber is is doing this. So it, it was nice to see. Uh, I'd love to see 
I'd love to see them establish a, a little bit more uh, of the run. I feel like they could do a little bit more to, to get the run game going. But, you know, again, it's week one, so it's hard to say, you know, this is the way it's going to be or get over or worked up about stuff. But I'd love to see that run game get a little more established. But uh, kudos to Peyton Barber. Yeah, Love was inactive, so that kind of showed me he wasn't ready. Uh, but Barber being that, you know, short, stocky, muscle running back, if, if it's fourth and one, He's the he's the guy I want to get it because he can kind of push the pile and he he has some wheels on him he can get to the outside I mean he made some good moves on that fourth and one uh, to pick that up but one thing I want to talk about is at halftime um, I saw this and I was like it's pretty crazy Ron Rivera literally had to get an IV so Unreal. Haskins stands up and says all right I'm going to address this team down seventeen seven you know I'm the leader I'm the, I'm the captain first year captain I'm the quarterback just stepped up what do you think about that. It's third and long. The quarterback's got to shave some yards off here to have any chance to score. Let's see what he does. He drops back. He has a guy downfield, but he doesn't see him. He tries to hand the ball off to a cheap razor. Boom! He's nicked in the sack. It's a fumble, and the ball is going the other way. That one's going to hurt for a while. What in the world was he thinking? Let's go to the monitors and see exactly what went wrong. You know, this offseason, his coaches at Manscaped enhanced the lawnmower 3.0 offense to a whopping 7,000 RPM motor with quiet stroke technology. They gave him all the chances he had to get that safe, clean cut up the sideline with the cutting edge ceramic blade, but instead he got nicked on the sack by a rusty defense. He would have used the LED light that comes with the 3.0. There is no doubt he would have been able to see his playing field much better. Looks like he's going to be going over to the sideline with his Manscaped coaches. Grab the tablet, see what went wrong, and if he's smart, he's going to go over to manscaped.com and use the code BNP20 to save 20% off his entire cart with free shipping. That's right. Use code BNP20 to save 20% off your entire cart with free shipping. Don't keep making the same mistakes and give your balls a clean pocket next time. And there's no doubt the result will be a touchdown. That's just something that gives you chills, man. It sounds like something made up out of a movie. And the fact that it was real life, that it happened, that... I, I feel like it was just like an afterthought. I feel like we would have heard about that, you know, coming out of halftime that something like that happened. Yeah. But the fact that these guys just rallied around Ron Rivera and just to see some of the videos of him afterward in the locker room, just it, it says so much about who he is. But that is that's just crazy. And uh, you know, I I can't I can't even put it into words really. The fact that that's going on for Ron Rivera, he's getting an IV, getting treatment in the middle of a game when he's kind of getting his head kicked in a little bit in, in that first half. And yeah. for Dwayne to rally around his coach and to step up as a leader, that just speaks a whole lot about who he is and how much work he's put in. But uh, the, I just can't get over the fact that our coach got an IV at halftime. Like to say that is insane. Yeah. I saw, you know, I saw, I think what was the bandage on his arm. I don't know if you saw that, the mm -hmm. black yeah. bandage. I thought I was like I I don't know why he's wearing a wristband. Maybe it was for some reason or something like that. And then to find out it's because he had an IV is just uh, unbelievable. Yeah, I mean I couldn't even imagine. Like you said, just the stress that you get from a football game. I mean to the point where Urban Meyer had to retire because he couldn't take it because of his health. I mean the the weight you're you're down seventeen seven first year as a coach. You have so much going on your health, so much with this football team, and you're trying to lead these guys and just you know Haskins saying you know. 
I got this. I'm going to take over for you and kind of lead this team. That, to me, showed a lot. Like, that's exactly what we wanted out of Haskins that we've heard about, you know, all camp, that he's grown. He's kind of taken over his leadership role. And whatever he said worked because they came out in that second half ready to go. If I'm a player and I see that happen, like you said, our coach getting an IV and our quarterback says, you know, we're down 17-7, but, you know, we still have, like, a second half to play, I'm coming out there on fire. And like you said, Jimmy Moreland getting that interception, I was kind of mad. I wanted him to take it to the house because before the game, I bet twenty five bucks to win a thousand dollars that the Redskins would have. Oh, yeah, I saw that. <laughs> Dude, that's such a good value. My girlfriend's yeah. like, "Yo, do it." That's like they've got to. I was like, "All right, you know, yeah. I can see a strip sack, a couple, you know, or a pick or something like that." It was so close. It was like to the. It, I think he, he got like shoelace tackled at the Philly twenty, so I was a little salty. But still, just that momentum coming out carried the rest of the game. There wasn't one yeah. point where I was like, oh, you know, we're kind of going stale again. As soon as that happened, we got another touchdown, like you said. Um, Peyton Barber doing his thing, uh, short yardage. What kind of stood out to you with Haskins? You know, he was a little slow in the first half, but going into the second half, what kind of adjustments did you see with him? Because he did make some overthrows and stuff like that in the first half, but he kind of sold yeah. in the second half. Oh, yeah, for sure. And I think that's just rust. I think that's playing with, you know, a bunch of new guys, uh, playing with some guys that, you know, aren't top notch. I mean, other than Terry McLaurin, we've said it that, you know, there are some guys that might have some upside, but he doesn't have a real stud number two wide receiver. He's got a bunch of running backs that can catch the ball. But uh, I think he did a good job of working with what he had. Like you said, coming off the interception, they, they're able to get in there, go five plays, 20 yards. Uh, that's huge to be able to punch it in. I was getting nervous. I think they scored on third down. Yeah. Um, I was getting nervous they weren't going to be able to punch that one in there. So, uh, yeah, like you said, he made enough plays. You know, the stat line's not going to be real pretty, but he, he made the throws that he needs to. And I think with more reps and more game time and being able to gel with some of these new guys, he's going he's gonna to slowly get that, that complete, completion percentage up and uh, make some things happen. But it's hard to complain when you come out with a victory. You, you make the throws that you need to, and uh, that second half was just real fun to watch. Um, I didn't realize, you know, obviously the, the Eagles didn't score in the second half, but I'm sitting here looking at their drives, quote-unquote, because they go punt, interception, miss field goal, downs, punt, downs, fumble, end of the game. I mean, that's so dominant, the fact yeah. that they switched it around like that. It's just unreal. Yeah, the the D line, I mean, was just eating at once. It seemed like every single play he was missing, and you know, not having Miles Sanders was huge because you know that was something I said that I think was going to happen is they wouldn't really be able to set up a running game. And they really didn't with Corey Clement, um, so they were really dependent on Wentz and his ability to make plays and stuff like that. Uh, but yeah, just domination, like you said, we saw it from uh, Chase Young right off the bat. Had me hype. I saw sweat. I mean, he had, I think, what, two sacks or at least one and a half, but um, that one where he just laid Wentz out. Wentz just looked at Sweat, and he's like, I know what's coming. <laughs> he said, I'm about yeah, sick exactly. of this. Um, but one guy that we've kind of talked about with Logan Thomas, I, I tweeted that I'm more on board with it now. Um, I, I think that they do have a good connection. He looks like he's a reliable target. I don't think he had any drops um, this game, uh, but the, he had the touchdown, the lone touchdown for Haskins. Um, but he made some third down conversions, stuff like that. Do you, do you like what you're seeing from Thomas? Are you more on board with it now, or you still think we we need a long term fix? Yeah, it's still it's still crazy to say that um, you know a former quarterback is your tight end. So I'm yeah. still trying to get used to that. But yeah, he 
he played his part well. Like you said, he came up with a couple of clutch uh, first downs and then the, the first touchdown of the season. You can't take that away from him at all. So, uh, yeah, I like that. It seems like, they, like you said, they have a connection. We heard about it all off season, And, you know, that's it's one thing to be said to do it in training camp. But then to, to do it in the game is a different thing. So, you know, I, I'm still worried about the playmakers. I think that they need a legit number two. I don't know if that's going to be addressed anytime soon. I don't think it's going to be addressed in season. But some of these guys being able to step up and play above their uh, potential is huge, and I think Logan Thomas is that guy. So I'm I'm here for uh, this connection. If uh, him and Dwayne have a good relationship, I'm all I'm all here for it. And uh, it got the job job done today. So if that's the formula, let's roll with it. Keep going with it, absolutely. Um, so to me, the the key drive in this game that really helped us get this win. Uh, we talked about Ron Rivera, but that riverboat Ron coming out on that fourth and one. On a 13-play, 48-yard, six-minute drive, this to me was the the game-changer because it was a 17-17 game, real gutsy. Uh, But even the guys calling the game were like, you know, if you check the analytics, you go for this. Your D-line's eaten. Even if you don't get it, Philly has the ball in their red zone. You know, your defense is dominating. Just go for it. Did you like the call for Ron going fourth and one, even though we picked it up? Before we did pick it up, how do you feel about it? Yeah, I was a little hesitant because, you know, I'm, you know, you know, we're tied take the take the points and go go up on on them yeah. but i do like the fact that he trusted his defense so much that he knew that they were gonna hold down and it ended up rewarding him getting a touchdown out of it because i feel like you're right you know you kick a field goal that's almost a win for the eagles maybe swings the momentum a little bit and who knows if they go back down and, and score a touchdown after that so that that could have been that was obviously the the biggest play of the game and, and it paid off and he lived up to riverboat ron i'm just glad that uh you know he's our guy you know i'm glad that they yeah. they took that risk it, it was fun to see i felt like there were a couple of times early on where they could have gone for it as well but um to go for it there was so gutsy and i'm here for it yeah and you know like i said you know having a riverboat ron i was expecting you know throughout the season some kind of you know the, the, he's gonna have plays like that that's how he got his name you know fourth and one like do you agree with it or not at the time, I was like, mm, I don't know. Like you said, I kind of want to take the points. But at the same same time, I kind of agree with these guys. Like, our defensive line is just giving the Eagles nothing. Like, I, I wasn't too worried about it. Um, but it did pay off going up 24-17 at the time and then ending the game with just defensive domination. To me, I just sat back and watched it. I was like, I know we've got this thing in the bag. This isn't the old team where you can never be comfortable. Winning 27-17. And to me, it was an emotional game. I'm not going to lie. Like, you know, the Kerrigan getting his sacks, hearing about Ron yeah, Rivera, sure. getting our first home opener since 2014. The largest yeah. comeback against the Eagles ever. I think the last time was 16-point comeback in 1955. Unreal. That's, that Unreal. is unheard of. For, for, yeah, especially because I feel like for the better part of, you know, 20 years philly has just dominated washington so the fact to be able to get punched in the mouth and then come back and and punch them in the mouth for for a change was just felt so good and you're right just starting off one and oh it's only one week you got 15 more of them but to start off one and oh feels a whole lot better than playing a close game and losing and going oh and one so you're right it was huge it was emotional uh to see chase young in in this first game already starting to live up to the hype um i think you know, Jack Del Rio deserves a lot of credit for, like you said, just drawing up some different stuff, bringing the heat when he needed to, sitting back when he needed to. 
But uh, Chase Young, uh, you know, it was just so fun to see him out there. I think some people were comparing this to RG3's debut, and I, I, I think it was right up there with oh, it. Yeah. He made such a huge impact out there. And I think he's a, a large reason why Ryan Kerrigan was able to get two sacks, why some of these other guys were flying at Carson Wentz. They just He's going to de- deserve so much respect, and the, the, the offense is going to have to know where he is, that they're going to forget about somebody, and, and the, the defense is going to make him pay. So uh, if this is the formula moving forward, you know, play good defense, have short drives and punch it in, make key plays on offense when you need to, I think that's a formula that, that could be really successful. I think it was kind of what they were doing with Alex Smith. I, I think taking care of the football is huge. Oh, yeah. No uh, let turnovers the defense... on offense. Yeah, yeah, and we thought that maybe he, he'd get one away, and I think oh, he got yeah. away with a couple there. That but we thought that he, Yeah, we thought that maybe he would cough one up or one or two up. But, yeah, this could be a formula that could make uh, Washington something to, to reckon with, especially that front seven. Yeah, I think there's definitely going to be a Jack Del Rio effect, and I think it's going to be noticed early. And you know, as we saw today, you know, not only with the players, but just changing up the defense, it's going to make everyone else better. And I think you know, in the second half, we've really seen how much that pass rush helped out the secondary and create these turnovers. Um, like you said, corners were flying to the ball, cutting routes. Um, to me, that was just beautiful to see. Uh, but I want to go ahead and take a look at, you know, next week we're going we're gonna to do a preview show talking about the Cardinals. Um, you know, we're going to talk about some of the NFC East going on. we got the Cowboys playing tonight against the Rams. And then the uh, Giants play Monday night against the Steelers. Like you said, going 1-0 right off the bat in your vision, I mean, that's as good as it gets. So Yeah, especially... Go ahead. I was going to say, especially after you don't win a division game all of last year, to come out and already go yeah. get more than you had all of last year, that's a that's a win. And, and it, it feels good to be sitting on top of the division, even if it is for a few hours until the Cowboys play. So, yeah, pretty pretty exciting stuff. And, um, uh, but hopefully they can build on it. I think Ron Rivera said it after the game, that you build on it, you take it one at a time, and you keep building. So uh, if they're building something special, you know, it'll be fun to watch. Yeah, just having a young team like this with so much going on, with so many you know, new coaching, new schemes, and playing against such an experienced team like the Eagles, being down 17 and nothing, to me this is one of the most impressive wins I can remember in FedEx. I mean, I, I, mean, I can't even remember the last game that was you know this impressive. You're down 17-0, you come back against the Eagles. So when's the last time you've even beat the Eagles? Right, it's six, it was six straight times. Yeah. Six straight times. And that was after we reeled off, I think, five against them. But they had dominated you. And thinking back to some of those, maybe some of them were close, but they all felt like they just <laughs> dominated you the entire yeah. time. So to come away with a W and for it to be this exciting, for like you said, to be down 17 nothing and to not quit, to not be like, oh, it's the same old Washington, to come out there and, and, and get that W is so awesome. And it, it sets you up, you know, Makes me excited. Looking forward to Arizona, another mobile quarterback, and uh, you just hope that maybe they can uh, keep up this defensive dominance and make life tough on Kyler Murray. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited to talk about the Cardinals. They just got a win over the 49ers. Um, so, I mean, <laughs> 49ers starting 0-1. Kittle got hurt, but still, um, you know, the Cardinals, no joke. We're definitely going to talk about that. Uh, but just real quick, eight sacks, Haskins 17 for 31. 178, one touchdown. Like I said, no turnovers. Not much of a run game, really, except for Barber with the two touchdowns. And like I said, two turnovers with uh, Fabian Rowe and Jimmy Moreland. 
So I expect more of this defense coming next week, and then I, I expect this offense to grow more and more every week. Um, so we're, we're definitely going to drop an episode. When when should we do the preview show for uh, the Cardinals? I think Thursday is a good night Thursday. to do it. Yeah, yeah, I agree with you. Uh, so real quick, I mean, you know, we both talked about it. We both heard the, uh, the locker room speech by uh, Ron Rivera. To me, I felt like, I was there. Like I felt like we really deserved this. He he said, you know, all these players deserve it. I feel like as a fan, we deserve it too. Uh, so what I'm going to do is attach that to the end of this episode when we get done recording, um, so y'all can hear that two minute speech uh, by Ron Rivera. But I got chills listening to that guy talk. It is a blessing to have that guy as a head coach. So For Brian, sure. first victory pod. For <laughs> who knew the first game would be a victory? So I'm hype. You know, I'm glad we got to share it together. Hope y'all enjoyed it. Also. Enjoy this, celebrate it, and we will see y'all Thursday. listening to believe you can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform check us out at believe.com and search for b-l-e-a-v on youtube you know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks that's what our podcast people are the worst brings you with each episode i'm rachel and I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. 
Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.